Hello everyone, welcome along to another episode of the Little Town Sports Trust podcast. I'm Kev and I'm joined by a very special guest this month. I've got the town top scorer and summer signing, Carlton Morris, alongside me. Carlton, thanks for giving up some of your time. No worries, mate. Um, let's talk about the start to the season. Uh, obviously, we're eight games in. I think it's fair to say we've probably not got the sort of fruits that our labour deserved, really, have we? Two wins, three draws and three defeats, but it's felt like a lot better than that. <clears throat> Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think performances have been there, which is which is the main thing. You need to come out of these games, you know, even when sometimes you don't get a result, you take away the positives. And I think on analysis, et cetera, and on the training pitch, we can see we've had we've done good perform made good performances and the you know, the quality in training is there, it's good. You know, sometimes that's how that's how football works, especially in the championship. You know, you don't you don't necessarily, you know, get what you deserve from certain games, but it's about you know, turn it around and and then, you know, it will balance out in the end because later this season, I'm sure there'll be games where we're not at our best and we and we take away three points. Yeah, I mean, let's get some cliches out of the way. It's obviously a marathon, not a sprint, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, and I know that the, the only thing that matters really is the thing they show in the top left-hand corner of the screen, the results and things like that. But looking through the numbers on the various stat sites, we're very, very high up in the league. It's just It's just a weird start to the season. Yeah, I think like the way I look at it is in football, all you can really do, you can't do anything to guarantee a result, obviously. You can just sort of balance the game in your favour. And I think that's what we've done, you know, reasonably well, especially well in some games. And, you know, the results haven't fallen. Like sometimes it's just it's just how it happens. You miss chances or, you know, they score worldies and, you know, goals <clears throat> goals are what affect games. At the end of the day, they change the they change the whole outlook on games. Sometimes, like it can be nil nil, and then other team nicks a goal, and that changes the whole the whole format of the match. You know, they sit behind the goal, but behind the ball, and suddenly it becomes you know a sort of breakdown eleven men, and you know it's just that's just the way football works. You've got sometimes you just need that goal, need the rubber, the gear, and the deflections, uh, and then you're flying. How's the mood inside the camp? Because I, I sense from watching the games that. Uh, teams are coming here now and, you know, all, they're just interested in everything they can get, you know, whereas when we were first in the championship, for the sort of time where you were at Barnsley, teams were coming here thinking, oh, that's the three points, we're going to get them. Now, it, it doesn't seem that that's the case. It's like we've now got to force ourselves to go and beat them rather than, you know, exploit in any space that they, they leave us. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I've I've been on both sides of the coin. Like, I've, I've travelled to Kenilworth away from home and, I can say from experience, it's not an easy place to go. Like anything you anything you get from there is a result, and I think that just um, speaks volumes to us, the respect the football club has earned and the reputation the club has earned itself. Like no one wants to play a loot in the way because they know they're going to have to be absolutely spot on in their game plan and execution to get any take anything from the game. And I think you know we've got to, we've got to realise that clubs are giving us that more respect now and because it is going to come and, you know, we have deserved it and the lads, especially from last season, deserved it. Um, but, you know, it changes the way, it changes the way games play out sometimes. So, um, you know, we, as soon as we, since, like I say, like we, we nick a, that first goal at home, it, you know, it, it could, you know, it could be five or six. So I have that sort of confidence in this group and this manager. Yeah, I'm certainly of the belief that someone's going to take an absolute hiding soon because we're creating so many chances, aren't we? And for whatever reason, the ball's just not going in the back of the net, is it? Crosses are whizzing through in front of goal or goalkeeper's making a worldie, but someone's going to take a tonk in it sometime soon. 
Yeah, exactly. I think it's just, you know, it's just a combination of those things. But, you know, it's like it, you you could sort of, the ball drops the wrong way for so, so many weeks and then one game it just all comes together at the same time. And, you know, that's when I'm sure, because we will make this place fortress again at some point this season. And, you know, hopefully that starts our next home game. But, you know, like you say, at, at some point things are just going to fall and, and, you know, someone's going to get a good hide in hopefully soon. Yeah, it's only four home games as well, and I think as fans we'd all be more concerned if the chances weren't there because you know we know that you've got quality up front. I mean, there's five of you strikers that are all top top quality for the level, so eventually you know the back of the net's going to start taking a pounding, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. The nail on the head. Let's talk about yourself then. Um, first of all, well, welcome to Luton Town. It's the first <laughs> time I've had the chance to um, welcome you since your summer move. Have you found life at Luton? Yeah, I love it. It's, um, you know, I love the staff, get on with all the players, really welcoming group. Um, bedded in in the in the preseason tour in Slovenia, and I think it's just a it's been a really seamless transition for me, and I've enjoyed every minute so far. You followed a familiar path because everyone we sign seems to have Barnsley on their CV, yeah, <laughs> some way, shape, or form. So you've ticked that box. Um, how has it been um, adjusting from? The team, you, it's very similar, isn't it, Barnsley? Because they got promoted with us. They kind of stayed up with us. And you jumped ahead and um, done the playoffs the season before us. But there's a very, very familiar sort of feel to it. Does it feel that way? Are you, are you, are you kind of recollecting last season where Barnsley had just been to the playoffs where we're, and we've just been to the playoffs? Uh, not really. It's just when you're in the situation, it's just a bit different in terms of like, you know, it's a different sort of, age range of squads at, at Barnsley compared to here and like a different um, reputation of player. Like I just say here, it's a, it's a lot more, you know, senior pros and and sort of bigger reputations. And, and you know, Barnsley was sort of a, a young group as a whole. So it's, when you're in the situation, it's just a bit, it's just a bit different. It's not, you don't really compare the two. You just, because obviously as footballers, we come in on a day-to-day basis and, you know, it's just different in terms of, personnel and and everything about the club you know training grounds the the types of training we do with different managers etc so yeah I can see what you mean about the timeline that they had was pretty similar in terms of promotion then making the champ playoffs etc but you know on a, on a day-to-day it's just it's, it's really different for me that's good uh, you're a fairly local lad aren't you I know if your Wikipedia page is correct you were born in Cambridge and obviously started your career at Norwich so not too far from us. I mean, obviously in the same sort of region or so. So I'm guessing you knew a fair bit about Luton before you signed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's good to be back down south again. I've spent obviously a lot of my career up north, far away from my mum and dad and my family. So yeah, that's another that's another thing that I'm grateful for to be at this football club because you know I'm back down south, close to home, and um, yeah, it's just about feeling comfortable really and settling. It helps settling in quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, nice to have some nice weather down south, but it's pissing down today, so um, that's probably not the right day to uh, to, yeah. to choose that. Um, has it, have you always been a striker? I, I ask this because I had Eli on uh, the podcast a couple of seasons ago, and I was talking to him about you know coming <laughs> through the ranks as a striker and things, and he pointed out to me as a central defender as a youth team player. So has it always been a striker for you? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe a little bit of centre mid, centre mid when I was like young, young, 11, 12. But yeah, mainly always... Always been a striker. I always loved kicking the ball in the goal. So that's a, that was a point of football for me always when I, from when I was young age. Yeah, it's definitely uh, much better than trying to keep it out of the net and getting taking all them sort of wax and things. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. 
Um, uh, I was really, really pleased when we signed you. I'm not just saying that to put you on podcast, but I really was because whenever we played against you, you've always been a pain in the ass in terms of the physical threat that you've provided our defenders. And I spoke to Sonny about it when we had him on the podcast last month and he was delighted he hasn't got to play against you in a game again. Um, that's always been a part of your game, I presume, that sort of pacey, power, powerful nature that you've got. Yeah, sort of, uh, you know, blessed and obviously work hard in the gym and, you know, from a from a young age, sort of just build that into myself, you know, so this won't last very long if you <clears throat> if you try and play my position and, you know, you've got all, bit, all these big dominating centre-backs, you know, you've got to be able to give a bit back and, you know, that's where I'm in a place now when you're younger, you know, you don't know how to use your body so well, but I'm in a place now where it's all starting to come together and I'm, like, working things out and little... Um, <clears throat> just little intricacies of, of being a footballer and being clever and using your body and using your using your attributes to your advantage. And you've played a lot of first-team football now, haven't you? So I'm guessing you've built up that sort of bank of experience that you know exactly the strengths and weaknesses in your game and obviously imposing the strengths on the opposition. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you know, I've just scratched the surface in terms of learning everything about, you know, myself and... And obviously, I know I'm good at, but you know, there's a there's a lot I can improve on, and tactically and technically, I'm still always working every day. And the staff here are brilliant with, you know, um, you know, they do all sorts of analysis, and then they they'll stay out after training and help you work on certain things, and 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 that's what it's about, really, you know, because once you think you've once you think you've done it all, you're there's something the same there's something wrong because you know there's a there's a million and one things that go into they're going to football. You can never think that you've you've sort of completed the game 100% because otherwise you'd be winning Ballon d'Or every year. So you know, there's there's a lot of improvements to my game and my mentality that I need to make. But I'm you know I'm still working on that always. Or anything that you want to share with us, what you what you're looking to improve on? Uh, oh, there's, there's loads of stuff. I mean, I could go into detail, but we'll be here all the day. But it's just about <clears throat> analysing myself and. You know certain movements that that will suit the sort of finishes and sort of positions I want to get into, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just stuff I need to I need to watch clips and continue working with like Chris and Cheesy and the staff and just you know improve and step, staying out after training extra finishes and doing every sort of finish from every angle you can because you never know what sort of chance is going to fall to you in a game. The style of football that we play must be really good for a striker like yourself because we love to get ball out wide, get the ball in the box for you to attack. I, when Breezy's got the ball at his feet, I, I'm guessing you're sort of relishing it because you know he's going to stick it right where you need it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Actually. I was actually literally talking to Breezy today I was saying that he's the best crosser I've ever played with and apologies if I've forgotten any really good crosser I've played with. Um, but um, no, I said that to him only today in training. But yeah, he's brilliant. When he gets the ball out of his feet, you know you know that it's worth making your movements because, you know, he's going to put it on the money nine times out of ten. So, yeah, I thrive with that, for sure. And he's already set you up for a couple of goals this season, hasn't he? And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more. And, of course, Amari on the other side. It's not just uh, not just Breezy. Amari's just as good um, on the other side. Aerially, you seem to be absolutely dominant. And they always say, don't they, when two big guys play alongside each other, that you can't, you know, it has to be a big guy and a little guy. So how are you finding the partnership uh, with uh, with Elijah? Yeah, I mean, I can disagree with that more, to be honest. I think it's it's different and it's good. And I can promise you that 
centre-backs in this league, they do not want to play against me and Eli. And, you know, together, it's just like, I know he's going to attract attention, which leaves me free sometimes. And he knows I'm going to do the same. And, you know, we're really starting to click in training and in games. I think we showed that uh, against Wigan, especially, you know, first, well, when we were, while we were playing. And, um, you know, he's he is a joy to play with because he takes attention so that, you know, I can express myself and, you know, hopefully I do the same for him and, you know, we make each, we create chances for each other. Obviously, I haven't, we haven't um, <clears throat> scored from yet, but, you know, it's only early doors and we're still getting to know how each other play. But, um, yeah, as I said, it's not a, it's not a strike force that any defenders really playing against at all. No, I thought that against Birmingham, I said it to people that I sit with, that Eli's carrying three defenders around with him and you must be like happy days because, you know, they're leaving you alone to go and do your thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's what a good strike partnership does, you know, and um, it's about drawing people about and using your body. And, you know, sometimes then it's going to be people coming off the bench or even when I come off the bench myself, you know, I know whoever's been on those, done their job and worn out defenders or run them ragged for however long it is. So, team game. And your first goal for us came from from the bench at Swansea. Lovely move. Obviously, Cambo picked up in the middle. Cameron finds you with a lovely pass. You still had a fair bit to do, but once you've gone past the defender, it's only ever ending up in the bottom corner, isn't it? And uh, just a great strike to open open your account with us. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, exactly exactly what I needed in a good time, obviously in the game, to put the game to bed. And then a couple of headed goals. Um Fairly similar, really, weren't they? Both looped over the goalkeeper. Uh, I guess the only unfortunate thing is that neither of them were winning goals, which they deserved to be, because we were well on top in both games. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, but as I said, I alluded to earlier about the championship. You know, nothing's promised in this game. If if you go one a lot, you've got to do everything can to see it out, and even sometimes that ain't enough. You know, because teams will nick stuff and they will take advantage of any mistakes. But especially sometimes, you know, they get. These little deflections, little nicks, and it's, it's frustrating, but it's part and parcel of football. You mentioned um, the bench and everything. Obviously, we've got five subs this season, um, so a lot more players are coming off the pitch and a lot more players are going on the pitch. Is that Does that bring about a change in mindset? Because, I mean, obviously, you want to play every minute that you can, I get that, but it's going to, <clears> the squad's <throat> going to be used a lot more this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully that's good for... Uh, a lot of things in, in this game, like obviously the championship season's brutal, 46 games, and uh, long and cup games is long, brutal season, and the games are the games are tough, really. And um, you know, with five subs, you know, you can just go into a game where you're starting or not, you can just put your all in, and then you're going to have fresh, energetic players come off the bench, or if you're being one of them, then you're coming on, you know, you can impact the game with fresh legs, and um, yeah, so it's, it's a good thing, it's a slight change in mentality, but it's a good thing. Uh, being from not too far around here, do you support one of the teams around here or are you one of those players like Harry Cornick who was from nowhere near Chelsea but supports Chelsea? <laughs> no, my um, my dad was uh, born and raised around Tottenham. So he was a Tottenham fan which, and he passed it on to me. So, you know, I tend to follow Spurs, but obviously I'm a fan of, 100% a fan of who I play for. So I'm, I'm you know, 90% Luton fan now and 10% Tottenham fan. I just check on, check on their results, see how they get on. She was a little bit happy last night then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll that's good. If we win though. Yeah, no, that, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Well, Harry's played against Chelsea twice in the cup, so hopefully we draw Tottenham in the cup this season um for you. You mentioned that um you've been to Kenilworth Road <laughs> as an away player. How are you enjoying being at Kenilworth Road as a home player? 
Yeah, I actually, I actually love it a lot. You know, as as brutal as it is to come as an away player, it's twice as good to be as a home player. Like you feel, you just feel like you're going to get rewarded for your hard work and effort at that place. Like it's an intimate ground. The the stands are really close to the pitch. It's like a proper football ground, and you can really feel the atmosphere and the energy in the in the in the stadium like Birmingham at home I'll always remember but just because of yeah you know it's like I don't know what it, what it is 10,000 roughly but you know it's, it's got the energy of like 40 50,000 people in the stadium like I played at West Ham away in the FA Cup a few years ago and uh, well, their stadium's called London Stadium or whatever and like the atmosphere is miles better than it. like uh, us at home game in the league it's just the atmosphere is electric it's um it's a joy to play in front of and fans have taken to you straight away, and they will do. You're scoring goals, um, but it's, it's your all-round game. It's the effort that you put in, that 100% commitment all the time. And obviously, I know that you wouldn't have wanted to leave the game when you did on Saturday, but when you did, you got a stand innovation, fully deserved. I mean, uh, already there's a relationship between you and us fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'll always have a good relationship with fans because at the end of the day, fans are just like hard-working human beings that come on Saturday to support their team. And like for me, in, with football, an absolute minimum is is giving it your all every every time you step out on the pitch and represent their club. So, um, you know, I, I, I do plan to build that relationship with the fans because fans are everything really in football. Like there wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be a game without them. So, you know, fans are fans are important. And as I said, like my effort will will replicate that on the pitch week in, week out, regardless of goals or performances coming with that. The effort will always be there. Yeah, we've, we've seen that in the first eight games. I'm guessing then that football is much better now than during the pandemic. How, how did you how did you kind of find that without fans? Because, you know, you obviously have to self-motivate mm. yourself. Was it easy or not very easy? Yeah, no, I, I hated it. because Just because, I mean, it was good that football was back on and like, you know, because even for me at home, I was getting bored and it was nice to have football back on the TV, et cetera, et cetera, some live events and that. But playing in front of empty stadiums, it just felt a bit, not pointless, it just felt a bit like false and like, you know, like tra- like training games. And, you know, without that without that energy and passion in the stadiums, it was just, uh, you know, it just felt a bit false, really. But um, obviously it was important for the game to come back when it did. And, you know, it was led to... to obviously get football going again because it did entertain people and people had nothing to do. But in terms of having no atmosphere in the stadium, I know there was nothing that could be done, but obviously, you know, it's it's, it's night and day. It's absolute chalk and cheese, like having fans in stadiums tonight. Yeah, you certainly seem to be thriving uh, with fans and um, celebrating with the Luton fans for all three of those goals. We have had a couple of goal scorers that have gone and celebrated with the away with the other fans, and I don't know why, but you've not done that. You've been straight with the Luton fans, so you obviously know exactly where we are in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, of course. You've got to, um, got to do your due diligence before the game. Obviously, it's tough sometimes to away away games and, you know, they're at the other end of the pitch. Don't have like an Adebay or incident where you're sprinting across <laughs> the whole pitch. Uh, be good for the GPS, though. But, um no, it's good to celebrate with fans, but obviously sometimes, you know, if you've got a relationship or bad relationship with away fans, I can see why some players might want to might want to rile up some away fans. Away fans, though, obviously we travel in pretty decent numbers for a club of our size. How do you find it when we're away from home? We've been to a couple of big grounds already. <clears> I think it's fair to say that Luton fans have more than held their own in terms of the noise that they've made. That's That must be another help on the pitch. And obviously our away form's pretty good. 
Definitely, yeah, for sure. I was saying someone actually, uh, I can't remember whether it was Coventry or uh, Coventry, Cardiff or Swansea, but I was saying how, like, uh, how impressive it was, the the effort and the travelling that um, the Luton Falcons, it was Cardiff or Swansea, I think it might have been Swansea, that the Luton Falcons, I couldn't believe how many were there just because, you know, I did the journey myself and it was it was brutal, but um, the, them fans are doing that just to support us. It's, uh, it's good and it does make you, uh, it is like a 12th man, it gives you more energy, it, it, it makes you want to put on show for them a bit more. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> loads of fans I feel like I've lived on that M4 for the last two or three weeks as I'm guessing you do as well um, Kenworth Road there's something about it under the floodlights I'm sure you've been told all about it you yet to really experience it because the night games have still been daylight haven't they because of the summer but that won't be the case on Wednesday night looking forward to um, seeing the magic under the floodlights I guess you've seen it when you were here with Barnsley but it'll be different as a home player yeah yeah it's, it is different as a home player and uh, that's on Coventry at home Wednesday um, yeah. yeah, that will be uh, my first proper proper game under the lights. And uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because a few of the boys have said a few things about the games here, the night games here. Oh yeah, they're 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 really magical. The place it just just comes alive. There's a different sort of. I mean, it's always a great place anyway, isn't it? But it's just a magical feel. I can't explain it, even though I've been going there for thirty odd years or more. Yeah. I, I just can't explain it. Um, then one more into the international break, which is Blackburn at home. I'm guessing you guys. Looking forward to that international break because the schedule has been pretty brutal for you so far this season. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's good and bad. It obviously it puts our bodies at risk a little bit, but you know if you can stay fit, it's it's quite good because it keeps you busy and you know it does make the season it does make the season fly by. But you know, it's, um, especially if you can string a few results together, and it's and it's a good opportunity to right wrongs. You know, if you if you lose, you don't have to wait so long for before you could show a reaction. So sometimes you can use that to your advantage. But um, but yeah, it will be good to have uh, have a little break and just reset and, and come back firing again. Yeah, hopefully we've got three wins to go into there and uh, all will be good. I just want to chat quickly about a couple of games next month. You return to the club where it all started for you at Norwich. Uh, looking forward to that one? Yes, yes. I am obviously played against Norwich um, with Barnsley. And um, no, it's good. It's good to it's good to face old teams. I think there's no um, no sour taste at all. It's just you know good to see some old faces and um, and etc. And and obviously it's always nice to get one over as well. So yeah, I'll be looking forward to that game. And then hot on the hills after that game is uh, an away game down the road at that team that I can't mention. But obviously I'm sure it's been drummed into you already how big a game that one is for us fans. Yeah, I can only imagine what the atmosphere is like going to be that day. Um, no, that's that's what I'm probably looking forward to even more so. But from what I've heard, it could, could uh, you know it could be could be some electricity that day. Well, there definitely will be because the last time that we played them was during that COVID season, and none yeah. of us could go, and we won the home game. And obviously, as good as it was to beat them, not being there kind of don't feel like you beat them really, if you know what I mean. So no, that that uh, that afternoon will be absolutely electric as most of them will coming up. Carlton, I've taken up enough of your time this afternoon. Really, really appreciate you giving me uh, your time and your thoughts. Congratulations on great starts of the season. I'm absolutely convinced that will continue because you're a great player. Uh, I'm sure you and Eli are going to do great things over the games to come. And um, all the best for a big week and big, well, season as a whole, really, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Take it easy, pal.